The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. Hi, everybody. How's everybody doing out here in Arizona today? I'm James Loving, and I will be hosting Loving That Sports Talk today. It's a nice day out here in Arizona, and I'm glad to be out here in the nice hot weather. We got a lot to talk about today. We'll talk about the NFL training camp. We'll get talk about T.O. We'll talk about Des Bryant and Michael Vick. But I'd definitely like to introduce a guest I have in the studio today, Brent Kostanowski. How you doing today, Brent? Hey, James. I'm doing great, man. And thanks for having me on. Well, it's a pleasure to have you on today. We got a lot to talk about today, Brent. So are you ready? I'm ready, man. Let's get started. Well, first we'd like to get into um, open up training camps. There's a lot of training camps in opening. A lot of players that haven't been in camp. You know, there's a lot of controversy with there. So we get to that. But um, as you see training camp open, who do you see best on paper fit to have a great season, Brent? Uh, I really think uh, you know, and this is probably no surprise, but I think uh, I think the Cowboys are uh, are primed and ready for uh, a fantastic season. As much as it pains me to say that, because you know me, James, I'm not a Cowboy fan, <laughs> but uh, uh, you know they're looking pretty strong. I think uh, you know if uh, if the little kind of mini controversy with Des Bryant and uh, Roy Williams can get resolved, uh, I think they're going to be just fine. Yeah, as I looked at all the training camps, Brent, I've seen it. Um, Brett, for I haven't been in, you know, um, most of like Washington, they have a little problem over there. But, you know, most players don't want to come. The older players don't like to do training camp. That's the toughest part of the football season, you know, all that workout, you know, the training and learning the plays, you know. Why is that, you think? I'm just thinking that, you know, I mean, you probably know from more experience than me being in the NFL that uh, – uh, it's it's probably a couple weeks of uh, of uh, torture getting in uh, used to that uh, heat again. Uh, you know, I would think though that in this kind of day and age right now, with uh, people kind of taking more care of their bodies year round versus you know coming to training camp to actually get ready, uh, it wouldn't be so tough. But um, what are your thoughts on that? Because well, one thought that I would say, Brent, is training camp is where you come there, you get to know your team, you get to know the players, and you get to know. The feel for each other. I think um, everybody should come to training camp. I don't care. You've been in the league 14, 15 years. It shows respect that, you know, you're ready to, you know, have this team to go the way they want to go. You know, I don't feel just because you're this great player, you know, you don't get to go to training camp for a week. You come in a week later and you're sitting there. You know, it's just not fair, you know. I just – everybody needs to be there. Get to know everybody, get to know the players, and get to know how the season's going to go. So we're talking about pretty much about Brett Favre. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, we could bring Brett up there. But, you know, Brett, um, all the other players that, you know, want to hold out the contract, you know, 
they do this right before they open the training camp. You know, you notice it's a domino effect. You know, many players do this right before training camp. They want to hold all, change the contract. You know, because nobody want to go through training camp, and it's just not fair in the league. Yeah, and I would just think that uh, to your point, uh, it's it's more about. Uh, uh, the camaraderie, kind of uh, being in touch with your teammates, kind of getting a feel for how each other's going to operate. And I guess knowing that you have each other's backs in training camp, which will kind of carry you on through the early weeks of the season and hopefully into the postseason as well, too. So, so, so what you saying? You agree with me? Huh? I, I agree with you. It's kind of a rare <laughs> times, but I actually do agree with you, James. So. Yeah, that's a good one, Brent. I like that one, you know. And that's as you say, we get back to training camp. Like training camp, when um, as you know, when I was there, most players you had these rituals, you know, like rookies got to do this rookie show in training camp. Players got to carry other players' pads, got to pay for dinner, you know. It's something that you know. It's it's a fun thing to brought on, you know, within the the teams and the league, you know. Just something you you just haze the rookie. It's not hazing, but it's. Something, you know, to bring them and say, hey, you're a rookie, you know. A rite of passage. Yeah, exactly. I, uh, I, you know, I think the, uh, the, the, going back to the Dallas and Des Bryant, uh, we all know that he's, uh, he said he ain't carrying nobody's pads and he ain't, he ain't playing that game and he's there to play football. And, you know, I guess I can kind of appreciate that. But, you know, for the veterans who've kind of gone through that over the years, uh, to see some young kid come into the league who, who, you know, hasn't done nothing as of yet. Uh, I think he definitely could rub some people the wrong way, and when push comes to shove, is you know something going to have his back? You know when it comes, you know tough times during the, during the course of the regular season. And I kind of seen over the years, Brent, that um, that's where your team jail open their training camp. If you have an incident like this, it's going to start at the beginning of training camp. It trickles down during the season, you know. And then I feel if you're not right on and start a training camp and everybody together, nobody's arguing like that. It's going to mess up your whole season. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I, I think, uh, you know, it's probably a coach's worst nightmare to have uh, uh, some animosity, some uh, just little pity, petty stuff that's going on, which probably doesn't make much sense uh, when it comes to football stuff and uh, unnecessary distractions, I guess you'd want to call it. So. I think, yeah, that's what you kind of say, unnecessary distraction that you're going to open up. And, and it's the little things, you know, carrying the past or – you know, or singing a song at a rookie night. You know, those little things can make a big thing out of the season that could break up your teammates. You know, from you know, Roy Williams could have said, you know, hey, I don't want you know help this young guy out. You know, or you know, don't talk to me, and that could have been a big effect for the receiver core. You know, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I think Des Bryant brings a, a you know on paper a wealth of talent to that team, and uh, could be just the extra piece that maybe gets them over the hump this year and uh, and you know moves them through the playoffs, um, but only time will tell. And you know, like you said, if uh, if we can't gel at the beginning of the season through even you know beginning of the of the preseason through training camp, um, you know, I guess we'll have to kind of play that out and see what happens. Yeah, and like you say, you know, training camp, you know, that's what people all don't understand. The football is. You not only have to be a good player on the field, but in the locker room, too. You know, that's where you gel. You get to know your players. You get to have fun, you know. You don't want, you know, have defense over here, offense over there. You got one player hanging out with another. They all want to be a team, you know. And if you start this in training camp, you know, once you break training camp, you ain't close to these guys no more in the same, you know, like, you know, the dorm room where they have you, you know. Now you're living your own life. Now you're being separate, and that's going to cause a problem. Yeah, I agree. And I think that uh – 
you know, you you look at some of the past uh, teams that have have won championships, and you you ask them, and it seems like to a man, they talk about, you know, what a good close knit team they have. They you know all go out to dinner together. They all kind of hang out together. They all kind of, um, you know, uh, I guess mutual respect for everybody on that team, uh, from rookie on up. And uh, if you got a rookie already causing waves. Well, We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, that's true, and that kind of kind of make me think, you know, like T.O. You know, when T.O. with Dallas, how the ways he brought, you know, the start of training camp, he was like, "Okay, I'm gonna be this great player, you know, I'm not gonna cause no." Then it trickled on down during the season, you know. So that brings it to now he's with the Bengals, you know. What is he gonna do there? You got Chad Ochocinco, he's a uh, high head, you know. You got T.O. You know, they want the ball, you know. How you have these two? You know, I think uh, as far as uh, as far as the TO is concerned, I actually think if he's going to go to any team in the NFL, I see Cincinnati as a, as a good spot for him. And and I think you got somebody like Chad Ochocinco, who's who's even maybe a little bit more wackier than TO is in in some ways. He's maybe not the uh, the distraction, but uh, I think he'll take a little bit of the pressure off of TO. I think uh, TO obviously with a you know what he signed a one year. Two million dollars with a couple million dollars in incentives. Uh, you know he, he's got a reason to step up to the plate this year. Cincinnati had a you know they ran the division last year, and uh, you know well, again it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. Uh, we can sit here and speculate and and talk about it, but uh, we won't know until they strap it up and uh, and snap that uh, ball on uh, on opening day. I guess what you kind of say the first time you agree with train cap, but I can't agree with you on that, Brent, because I don't feel T.O. with his um, personality, Chad personality, it's not going to work out. There's no way. It's like, how do you say, not enough balls to go around, you know, and T.O. getting his point that, you know, he's not getting any balls. Come on now. You know how T.O. is. That's, that was his main problem with every team. You know, he wasn't getting enough ball. So, you know, what do you think going to happen when Chad, you know, you know, it's... it's yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, James, but I, I again, I disagree. I think that uh, if T.O. is going to be in the league, he needs to be on a team where... Uh, they've got, a, uh, you know, they've got a fantastic defense. They've got, you know, Carson Palmer, who, you know, is capable of having, you know, an all-pro type uh, year. And I don't think the pressure's on T.O. I think he's going to go in there, perform, uh, and 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 make some good plays for him. And I think I think he'll be an asset to that team. I really do. And as much as that pains to say me, I am not a T.O. fan. But uh, you know, let's give the guy a chance before he gets out there. And uh, I think it's a good fit. I think maybe when um, the Jets were trying to get him, probably better fit for T.O. Brent. Because if you look at it, you got the quarterback his second year, great quarterback, Sanchez. And then you have T.O. that could come in and fit in good where he could be the main man. T.O. has to be the main man. He can't, you know, come in and, and, and be behind Chad. There's no way. I mean, I don't care. I mean, steps in, he's losing now, they say, and all like that. He has to be the main man, and that's the way his career's been. Yeah, I uh, again we'll have to we'll agree to disagree, James, because I, I think he's going to be just fine in uh, in Cincinnati. That's a division that uh, you know they got Baltimore is going to be extremely tough. I think with Ben Roethlisberger being out, uh, Pittsburgh might struggle a little bit, and Cleveland, you know, they're kind of a perennial uh, back end team. So I think he's going to come in. I think To is going to to play nice and play by the rules, and uh, I think they're going to be uh, somebody to contend with in the uh, in the AFC North. Oh, I'm sure the, the team, they're going to win some games. I do agree with that. But, you know, 
winning games and, and having problems with your team later on, you know, is what I'm saying. I, at the beginning of the season, I'm sure they're going to win some games. I have no problem there. Everybody going to try to act like they're getting along. But then later on, when the coming down to uh, you need third and ten, you know, and Teal don't get the ball, you know, or Chat don't get the ball, that's when the problem come in. And you, and you see that many times on the sideline where the receiver like, get me the ball, right? Yeah, I think, though, the old saying is winning solves many problems. And as long as they're winning ball games, I think that's going to be uh, uh, an issue that maybe isn't going to pop up like you think it is. Well, winning ball games and getting the ball is two different things, Brad. So I still got to disagree with you. I uh, you can win a lot of games, but the players want the ball to score the touch of glory. It's about the glory. I think the biggest challenge they're going to have is who's going to have the most popular reality show. <laughs> is it going to be, uh, you know, the the ultimate catch or the uh, the T.O. show? <laughs> that would be something to see this year, who had the best reality show. And who's, whoa, we hear that music coming in. So we'll be going to a break, and we'll be back with James Loving. Hosting Loving That Sport Talk with Brent Kastanowski and my guest today. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left. to left. I don't care where they put him. From high school to the pros, we we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Entrepreneurial Insights is your weekly excursion into the world of business ownership. Presented by Sunbelt Business Brokers, the leading business brokerage and intermediary firm in the world, Entrepreneurial Insights will examine critical issues that impact both existing and prospective business owners. If you own or want to own a small business, listen for Entrepreneurial Insights with John Davies, Pino Boccianello, and Matt Ottaway. Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Network proudly presents the Catherine Zox Show for women, men, children, and families. Catherine magically combines her compassion, experience, and talent to bring listeners a show that's upbeat, informative, and yes, a little sassy. Tune in every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern to the Catherine Zox Show on the Voice America channel. The IS Outdoors Talk Radio Show brings two well-known outdoorsmen to the Voice America Network with hunting and fishing info news, talking about everything from new sporting gear, places to hunt and fish, and getting more from your recreation time. Join hosts Brock Ray and Don Kirk Thursday mornings at 7 a.m. Pacific Time for IS Outdoors on the Voice America Sports Channel. With their combined experience of 60 years in the woods, Brock and Don have traveled widely creating TV shows and writing articles on hunting and fishing. Blessed with down-home humor, they are also well-versed in environmental concerns, firearms ownership, and animal rights issues. IS Outdoors offers brisk interaction with the audience, soliciting opinions and questions on a wide range of outdoors subjects. Tune in every Thursday morning at 7 a.m. Pacific Time to the IS Outdoors Talk Radio Show with Brock Ray and Don Kirk, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it. With 2.8 from high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Sports. 
You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James, this is James Lovey and hosting Loving That Sports Talk, and we're here today with Brent Kasanowski, my guest, and we have a caller on the phone, Sean Wiggins. Are you there? I'm here, Doctor Love. How you doing, buddy? Good. How are you doing today? Just dandy, just dandy. Oh, uh, we sitting here talking about T.O. and um, the Bengals. How good a fit it's going to be in Cincinnati? What do you think about that, Sean? Oh, you know, I think that's going to be interesting. You know what I mean? Uh, I know, I know they have enough uh, footballs over there for that, but. Uh, we'll see what happens. You know, we'll bring those guys together, and um, maybe they can win some ball games. I tell you what, I think it's going to be tough for our teams trying to defend them. You know, defensive coordinator they got to change their plans up a little bit with with uh, two good receivers on the same team like that. But um, I don't know. I, I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting. I mean, it could. I think with that situation, it's going to be real good or it's going to be real bad. That's just my prediction on that. You know what I mean? Sean, I kind of agree with you on that, but Brent didn't agree with that. He thinks it's going to be perfect. What do you think about that, Brent? You know, like I told uh, told uh, James in the last uh, last uh, break there that uh, you know what it's uh, I think winning solves a lot of lot of lot of problems there, uh, Sean, and that uh, mm-hmm. you know there might not be enough balls to go around, but. Uh, when when you you're scrambling to cover Chad Ochocinco and you're scrambling to cover T.O. and you know I think didn't uh, didn't Cincinnati draft that big uh, tight end from Oklahoma? Um, you know, yeah, I forget his name. Yeah, it's it's a, a, I Gershom, I think it is, or yeah, and, you know they're and mm-hmm. they got a they got a solid defense. I think they're going to win a lot of ball games this year. I think you're going to challenge Baltimore uh, for the North, and you know I think right. they definitely could uh, could get themselves to the playoffs, and I think. You know, I think T.O. is going to have to play nice. I think he uh, he's getting to the point in his his uh, his age and his his experience where he's going to have to kind of step up and and, and maybe take a little bit lesser role. Uh, and you know, it's kind of that whole saying: sometimes you know, less is more. And and right, if, if right, he, okay. If, if he okay. can do that, I, I think he's going to be okay. Sean, now right. when you was at Cincinnati and they had this little rookie thing where the rookies had to carry pass and do all this. Don't you agree to that? Is a rookie supposed to do these kind of things? Like when you was at Cincinnati, did you have to do that? You know, I tell you what, when I was at Cincinnati, I was in there for a short spurt, you know, doing training camp. And, you know, they put the rookies through um, a lot, a little bit of torture, you know, friendly torture. And, you know, I guess times have changed since then. You know, you're talking almost 20 years ago. Um, I mean, there's so much stuff involved in that with lawsuits and things like that. But, hey, I'm, I'm totally for all that, James. You know, I went through it, so I figured everybody else needs to go through it too, you know. As long as it's done in a, um, a respectful manner, you know what I mean. I I remember when I was in camp, I think uh, they would sneak into our dormitory in the middle of the night and just dump all the old leftover cafeteria food on us while we were sleeping. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean. So uh, it was all fun and game, you know. So it, it was, but it was kind of expected back then. But you know, these days we 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 uh, deal with a different breed of cat of athletes, you know. So um, it's just, I guess, kind of how you um, take things, huh? How you um, go about it? You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree with you on that, and I, I and I like to ask Brent this: like with Des Bryant, you know, by him being a, a, this rookie, he already had controversy with um, the owner of um, Miami, I think it was, and talked about his mom, you know, and now he does this. Isn't he bringing too much more controversy to himself, Brent? Yeah, I, like I said, I I, <clears throat> I think he needs to kind of fall in line. And Sean, you hit it right on the head. I mean, there's some. Uh, 
there's some kind of rituals and uh, some kind of old school stuff that I think is uh, you know creates that camaraderie, and I think that mm-hmm. uh, um, you know play the game. You know it's it's you, you, you pick up the pads, you carry them for a couple of weeks, you do your thing, and you fit yourself right. in. You fit in. You know you don't need to to alienate anybody at the start of the season. I I I I, I don't think he's uh, putting himself in a good light just by you know just by his actions. He wants exactly. to, yeah. He wants to be the man, and I get that. But uh, sometimes being the man is is, is is done by example, and that's kind of exactly playing it's along and doing the thing. So time, sometimes it takes a little bit of time, you know. Sean, now do you think he's putting himself in where the rookies like Roy Williams and Whitman all of them are going to dislike him, or do you think where he's he's trying to make a mark and say, you know, I want to be this strong guy, ain't gonna take nothing? Well, you think he's putting himself in the position now? Well, I think, bottom line, I'm kind of an old-school guy myself, you know, and action speaks, you know, more than words, you know what I'm saying? Okay. So uh, if, if he goes out there and, and does his job, you know what I mean, to where, you know, there's no question in, in that area, that's how you gain your respect, you know? That's the bottom line. You know, if, if uh, you're going to have these kind of uh, tendencies behavior-wise, I mean, you best better be proving yourself on the field, whether it's in practice or, you know, training camp or wherever, you know what I mean? So I I think that carries a lot of weight, you know, and and uh, it's all about character too. I mean, if, if you're in those situations, I mean, it depends on how you handle it, you know. I mean, I mean, I mean, we all have to, have to get along. That's the, that's right. the bottom line, you know. All have to get along, but if if uh, you're gonna, you know, um, raise that kind of tension or bring that kind of tension to yourself, you best better be able to back it up, you know. So so, so basically, what you're saying is now he got to be great on the field. It can't be no mistakes or nothing. Is that basically what you said? Because in so many ways, yes, yes, because that's, that's how you earn the respect of your um, teammates and your fans and coaches and everyone else, you know what I mean? It's what you do on the field, you know? Now, Brent, when, now, it, when, do, it, when it, that really matters. Now, Brent, now, do you think he's going to be the number one receiver? Or you think, because last year, Dallas kind of wanted to push their way out of Roy because Roy didn't have a great season. So you think that's why they brought Dez in, because they wanted him to be the number one? And then, you know, isn't that going to cause controversy now because Roy – yeah, I hear what you're saying, but I still think uh, even when we talk about number one receiver, I think Miles Austin has still got that spot wrapped up, and I think you know history has shown that uh, rookie wide receivers don't you know don't traditionally do well the first year. They might contribute, but I don't think they're going to be you know making him to be the number one guy. But I definitely think you know like Sean just mentioned that he needs to come in, uh, kind of get in line, do his thing, actions speak louder for words than words do, and then you know when it's Time to strap it up on Sunday. He needs to go out there and perform. So, Sean, if he drop passes, don't have a great year. You think this is going to reflect back on what happened in training camp? Oh, of course, it always does. It always does. You know, it, it just gives it just gives the general public, coaches, and also your teammates something to something to um, point the blame on. You know what I mean? Right. You know, that's exactly what it would do. That's exactly what it would do. And, and definitely, it's going to cause problem in the locker room now, don't you think, Brent? I mean, since deaths have started, it's like we talked about open training camp. You know, players gotta get alone in the, the locker room too. Yeah, I, I think so. It's it's like we talked about. It's uh, you know, you need some cohesiveness, you need some uh, some team unity, and you don't need any unnecessary distractions. And uh, I think he's he's opened up a can of worms that really don't need to be opened up. Sean, how do you see Cincinnati doing this year? What what you, uh, win win wise and losses? Well, you know, like I said, it's either going to be great or it's going to be a, a disaster. You know, as Brent spoke earlier, I mean, they have the ability to have an awesome team. I mean, they, I mean, I'm talking about Super Bowl bound. I mean, you know, it, it all looks good on paper, but you know, James, I mean, when it when it when it comes down to it, you know, 
It's all about what what goes on on Sunday. I mean, when when uh, you put things together, um, I mean, a lot of teams always look good on paper, but a, a big factor also is injuries. You know, you always need a little bit of luck. I mean, you, you get you get the uh, um, the wrong players hurt during the season, it can kill you. I mean, you look at my team, Pittsburgh Steelers. When we lost one guy, you know, or Troy Polamalu changed the whole nucleus of that team. You know, right. So. Um, but they have the potential to be a, a great team. They really, really do, you know. And uh, as Brent was saying earlier, uh, uh, a big key is is what T.O. does as far as understanding his role, you know. And I think with him being the older guy, the veteran kind of player, is it's, it's, it's uh, really on his shoulders to come in and maybe take a step back and be a role kind of player, you know, as um, for the team, not so much for T.O., but if T.O. comes up with the attitude, I'm here for the team, which in the past he stated he wants to do that, you know, and he's somewhat shown it since he's left, um, you know, the Cowboys. And I, I think that uh, they'll be a great team. If he comes in with that kind of attitude, he's going to be the one to set the tone, really. He's going to be the one to set the tone more than um, Pinko, you know. So, Brent, now do you think T.O. want to become a role player or do you think he want to become the main, you know? I think he's going to have a, a difficult time uh, accepting the role player. But you know what? Like you said, Sean, I think, you know, he if he can come in and, 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 and contribute and, and kind of the less is more uh, mentality, mm-hmm. uh, I think that, you know, he might not be catching, you know, as many balls as he has in the past. But on the flip side of that, too, uh, if they're if they're putting up points on the board and he's getting his catches and Ocho Cinco's getting some of his catches and 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 that thing just keeps moving along like you said on paper they look like they could be definitely uh, you know deep into the playoffs um, you know I think America is a very forgiving country and I think that you know there's a lot of people who don't like To I'm not a big fan myself but if he can go in and 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 turn himself around just a little bit he, he could be the star of that team. You know, Sean, you kind of uh, was excited to have you on the show, but when you brought up that Pittsburgh Steeler, you know, it kind of messed it up, you know. <laughs> we don't want to hear about no Steeler. Like you know I had to. I had to throw it in there. <laughs> I know you had to throw that one in there, you know. I've been my team since 1975, baby, you know, so I just had to sneak it in there real quick. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, real quick, Sean, what do you think about Ben? Big Ben, I knew that question was coming up. You know, <laughs> I tell you what, Jimmy, uh, Ben's got to be in his best behavior. That's all, you know. Ben just got to stay out of trouble, and we're going to be all right, you know. <laughs> just be, we're going to be all right. I tell you, I love being a death, but, you know, if Ben chooses to go a different path and we don't have him, I mean, I think our backups will be okay. You know what I mean? I think our backups will be okay. So, but um, we definitely can use Ben. I mean, Ben is, is a, is a big-time factor in the field, but, that Pittsburgh um, organization, they're not going to be putting up with it too much longer, you know. So, um, Brent, kinda, they kind of lost a good receiver, Santonio Holmes, for Pittsburgh. Is that going to hurt them? Or? Well, I think. Uh, I mean, I th- I still think that team lives or dies by by the quarterback position. So, uh, with ben, ben being out for you know maybe a total of what six weeks is that? Maybe a minimum yeah. of four. Yeah, um, I think minimum of four, maybe six. Uh huh. Yeah, exactly. I think uh, you know, in my opinion, I think it's the, the division is definitely going to belong to either uh, Cincinnati or Baltimore. I think Pittsburgh is going to be uh, uh, you know kind of somewhere in the middle of the pack. I don't see them. Uh, uh, I don't see them, you know, moving on to the postseason this year. I really, truly don't. No, I, yeah, I, I think so too. I agree with you, Sean. You know, I think Pittsburgh is one of those teams that has the best defense and can 
bring it on or they cannot bring it on. And it starts with Ben. You know, um, Ben is that team, you know, and the quarterback position is important there, you know. Yeah, and I think he's a, you know the face of the franchise, and, and I think that franchise is, is is lost a little bit of respect. I think uh, right. um, you know it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. I got that music in my ear. We about ready to go to commercial, but we'd like to thank our caller Sean Wiggins for calling in and giving us input on NFL football. Thank you, Sean. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. you guys. Have a great day. All right, you have a good one too. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports join patricia raskin the host of positive living on VoiceAmerica.com monday 11 pacific this program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic engaging and passionate life patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting giving forgiving and miraculous living so tune in and call to positive living mondays at 11 pacific time right here on voiceamerica.com Entrepreneurial Insights is your weekly excursion into the world of business ownership. Presented by Sunbelt Business Brokers, the leading business brokerage and intermediary firm in the world, Entrepreneurial Insights will examine critical issues that impact both existing and prospective business owners. If you own or want to own a small business, listen for Entrepreneurial Insights with John Davies, Pino Boccinello, and Matt Ottaway. Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. What it comes down to, ladies, is that defining line between been there, done that, and ain't going back, baby. Yeah, I've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers, maybe even dolls, babes, darling, sugar, and sweetheart. But I say that women are truly amazing. Join Dr. Marlene for Amazing Women, Brains, Beauty, and Style every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific right here on the Voice America Women's Radio Network. Go behind the scenes of what you see, hear, and read on the news. Learn the ins and outs of public relations on Stars of PR with Cindy R. Every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time. Cindy Rakowitz is a Clio Award winner and founder of Rock and Roll Public Relations who wants to share her PR experiences and knowledge with you. Learn how to handle a crisis, deal with celebrities, and become a terrific PR executive. Listen to the Stars of PR with Cindy R. every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time here on News Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bitch his ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. 
James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving back to Loving That Sports Talk with my guest in the studio today, Brent Kastanowski. Brent, um, I'd like to get a little, you know, I, I really want your input on this one because I'm, I'm basically, I'm tired of it. You know, I'm going to come on and say it. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of this Brett Farr not letting every, I mean, it's like, you know, a waiting game. Either you're going to play or you're not going to play. Sitting around, you know, and telling everybody, you know, I got this injury. I don't know. Some got a, a sign from here, got to tell me when to play. Either you play or you're not going to play. Because I don't think as a player, if I'm a second-string quarterback, the team holding me, I'm out there busting my butt, you know, to become the number one quarterback. And then way waiting for this guy, that's just telling me you have no confidence in me. So, you know, I think Brett needs to, you know, tell the organization, I'm going to play. You know, I just don't want to. Basically, I think he don't want to do training camp. That's what I think, Brent. What do you think? <laughs> you know what? It's 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 become a soap opera, and you know, like Sean's team, like he said in the last segment, is the Pittsburgh Steelers. James, you know I'm a huge Minnesota Vikings <laughs> fan. That was my team, always yeah. growing up. I'm uh, <laughs> purple people eaters, and you know when they announced Brett Favre was coming to play, uh, you know I was I was very excited. Um, but I, I have to agree with you. I'm getting a little tired of his drama. You know, uh, you know, he was joking around yesterday, saying he you know, he might play till he's 50, and I think he I think this is the time of the year where he, you know, he probably does dread going to training camp. Has he earned maybe the uh, the opportunity to to skip most of it? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, the, the guy's like a living legend in the NFL, but uh, uh, I, I think just like everybody else, I mean, he he's become the most overhyped. You know, athlete possibly mm-hmm. ever, and you know it's 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 a little draining at times. I agree. Well, I understand what you're saying, earning a right, but I mean, you earn a right. Like when we was in camp, you know, some of the veterans they have to do like some of the running, you know, at the end, you know, sprint. Some of them they have to do it. Well, you earn a right of that, but you have to have the right to respect your teammates to come in and practice with them, and you know, get the plays down right, get the timing down, you know, and just be there, you know. Uh, you could tell the organization, you know, hey, I can't do all the running, you know. And I'm sure they'd be like, okay, you know. But come in and show that you're ready to get going. Don't, you know, keep having everybody on edge, you know. You know, it's kind of like when I did Ray Ellis' show last time. We was talking about uh, it was okay for a player to take that time, you know, make a decision. I don't think so, you know, because, like, I try and make a, you know, scenario to, like, if I was waiting for this job, and I don't know if I got it, but another job I could go back to, you know, but I'm going to lose it because this job over here haven't told me that they want me. It's not fair, you know. So I think, you know, come in, Brandon, you know, play or don't play because basically you lost the, the season for them last year, that last play of the game, you know, <laughs> and that's your team. But you agree with me. Oh, I agree with you. That was, uh, yeah, that was a, definitely a rough way to, uh, to to end the season. You know, I think the biggest thing with Brett Favre is this, is that, um, you know, he's he's a media darling. He likes being in the spotlight. I think he likes the attention. Uh, I don't think it's a little unfortunate. I think some of the uh, the luster from his star, so to speak, is kind of uh, is rubbing me a little bit wrong. Um, but uh, I do think, and I agree with you in the sense that you know he does need to commit to this because 
you know, I think and everybody assumes he's going to come back and play, that he's just trying to avoid camp. But you know, what happens, you know, three weeks from now if he is, if he announces, yeah, you know, what my ankle's not in good shape, I'm I'm done. What's that going to do to that organization? So, so basically, how do you feel about him doing it? Is it hurting your Minnesota team, you know, or is you think it's okay that you? I think that with the way he plays this, you have to kind of assume he's coming back. And if for some reason he decides he's not coming back, I think he's doing a huge disservice to the organization. And I think that uh, you know Minnesota will will be in a in for a, a long season without Brett Favre uh, to under center taking snaps. Yeah, that's so. I think there's so many years until where your talent just started to decrease. You know, Brent been in the league. You know, Minnesota got a great team. Put it that way, he got players around him that makes him look good. You know, so all he has to do is not make mistakes. But by him, is older, his age, and older. All these injuries, you know, and you know, I just don't think you know you need to be in camp. You know. And, you know, they say practice make perfect. And I, I'm a firm believer of that. You got to come out there and practice, you know, because, like, in those scenario, like what happened that last championship game, you would have known, tuck the ball away and run out of bounds, you know. Don't try to make a big play like try to be the hero. You're already the hero. You got your team that far. How much more of a hero you need to be? Well, I think with Brett's case, uh, he, he he needs that hero. You know, he needs to hear himself being a hero in the media. And I think that... Uh, ultimately, when push comes to shove, he'll show up for the last couple of weeks of training camp, or and just kind of get himself in sync. And uh, you know, if you, you ask anybody on that team, you know, you, Adrian Peterson's practically begging Brett Favre to come back and play this year. So uh, I think the team gets it. You know, and they may not like it, but I think he's probably. Uh, unfortunately earned that uh, that free pass, so to speak. But uh, he needs to show up and he needs to play because if he does announce he's not coming back, uh, I think that organization is going to be devastated. Isn't Adrian Peterson the starter, not Brett, of that team? Or Brett? Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, I think there's uh, in that situation there's enough uh, enough balls to be to go around because you got, you know, the the quarterback position, the running back position, and uh, you know Adrian Peterson definitely is an elite back, uh, but he needs to have some talent around him too. And I'm not so sure, uh, you know, uh, not having Brett Favre is a good thing for you know both Adrian Peterson and the Minnesota Vikings. We have um, a caller on home, Jeffrey Thomas. Are you there, Jeff? Yes, I am. Hi, you, how you doing? Good. How are you doing today, Jeff? I'm great. Jeff, we have um, kind of a little. Um, Controversy in the studio. We talk about Brett Farr, you know. I think Brett, you know, like I was saying to um, Brent, my guest in the studio, that you know, enough is enough. If you if you come into play, you're going to play. What do you think about that, Jeff? Um, I agree. He, um, me myself, I think Brett loves the attention, loves to have everybody hanging on edge. We all know Brett is coming back, uh, which I don't blame him. You know, as far as being. He don't want to go through the training camp or as much as this training camp. Um, with him putting in, uh, what is it, twenty twenty one years? You don't, you can't blame him. He's an older guy. He don't need all the training camp that the younger guys have. Um, but I would like for him just to announce to everyone early that he's coming back, so you know everybody can be, uh, you know, stop worrying about it. But we do know he's coming back, and. I think they can make an exception as far as uh, him being a veteran. That um, he don't have, to, he don't need all the training camp and all the preseason games. Yeah, and I I, I agree with you kind of wholeheartedly. I, you know, 
one of these years, though, he's going to have to announce that he's not coming back, and I think he's going to keep the Vikings on edge, whether it's this year, next year, or, or the year after that. Um, so I think they eventually need to to prepare themselves for that scenario that, you know, life with you know after Brett, but um, you know, I agree. I think he's coming back. I think uh, he doesn't necessarily need the whole camp, but uh, he does need to make a commitment to that organization. Jeff, uh, I, I kind of think you're a Buffalo fan. You know, is that true? <laughs> yes, I heart. <laughs> what do you think Buffalo got to do? Just getting off the subject, since you 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 had to call in, what do you think Buffalo got to do? What's y'all goal? Um, or what's I y'all? I think we're going to pretty much finish um, seven and nine. Um, the bottom of the AFC East, I hate to say it, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm realistic about it. Yeah. Um, everybody else in the AFC AFC East improved. Um, we pretty much stay, um, fat with our hands. Well, you got rid of T.O., so maybe that's an improvement in itself. No, I disagree. (laughs) You know what, Jeff? I don't don't blame, um... I mean, I love to sign that with T.O. in Cincinnati. T.O., if we would have had a quarterback here, um, it would have shown that T.O. still has it. We went through three quarterbacks. All three of the quarterbacks are subpar. T.O. with Carson Palmer, watch him show everybody that he still has it. That was our question in the studio with me and Brett was that Sean was on phone. Jeff, T.O., there's not enough balls for him. and You know how he was with Buffalo and – Philly, there's no way he's going to be able to act right without getting enough balls. And you, you don't agree with that? No, he was excellent for Buffalo. Uh, matter of fact, the media tried to bait him into being an OTO. He was a stand-up player in person while he was here in Buffalo. That's because he is on the end of his career. And for him to get um, other contracts with other teams, he know he has to um, – no, do well and, be, and behave well. With Ocho on the other side and T on the other side, nobody can double cover. Both of those guys is going to do great in Cincinnati this year. Yeah, and I agree because I think, you know, either Buffalo, he was earning over $6 million a year. He takes $2 million right. from Cincinnati. Uh, he he obviously knows that, you know, he's got something to prove this year, and I think he's got to prove that not only on the field but with his character issues. Uh, he needs to address those as well too, and I think – uh, you hit it right on the head. I think he got uh, kind of some unfair press last year. Uh, everything I've heard and read, uh, you know, through the people that are in the know, said T.O. was a, was a stand-up guy all year long and, and, and played nice, so to speak. And uh, I think he'll do the same thing this year in Cincinnati. I agree. You know, I, I definitely disagree both of y'all because I just think T.O., you know, is just this just another media spot for him, you know, to go in and act up and – you know, T.O. is T.O. He's never going to change. He never haven't grown up, and, you know, he didn't. He, he was okay in Buffalo because Buffalo had none. There was no controversy, no players that he had to, you know, get into it with. But now he got Chad. I guarantee you, guarantee you, something happened. Yeah, it'll be. Uh, um, both of them are the same person. <laughs> they're going to have the best, have the best um, touchdown celebrations, you can believe that. I got that views in my ear. I got my guest, Brent Kastanowski, and I got Jeff Thomas on the line. Hopefully Jeff will be on our next segment when we get back. And James Loving, Loving That Sports Talk, we'll be back in a minute. It's a beauty. It's a 
With 2.8 seconds left. To left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. If you have a loved one that is undergoing treatment for substance abuse or mental illness, you owe it to them and yourself to tune in to One Hour at a Time with host Mary Woods. This compassionate and educational talk show will help you help those that you love by better understanding their condition and their personal recovery process. Tune in every Monday at 12 noon Pacific time to One Hour at a Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Recovery begins this hour. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Lover. I'm back with Loving That Sports Talk, and I'm Loving That Sports Talk with my guest today in the studio, Brent. Brent, now I would like to get into um, kind of something where, you know, it's 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 a it's something that we kind of guessing, you know, but I like to kind of think, get your input on who you think will win the NFC, you know, come out of the first, and the AFC, you know. Um, go ahead and get your play, and I'll tell you who I think. Well, like I said at the beginning of the show, James, I think, uh, you know, in the NFC, I really think Dallas is going to be a team to be reckoned with. Uh, you know, NFC East is going to be uh, you know, kind of a fun division to watch this year with uh, Donovan getting traded to Washington, and now you got the uh, the Albert Hainsworth. You talk about maybe a distraction in training cramp. Uh, that could be something that uh, Washington's going to have to deal with this year. Uh, I think Dallas is definitely, though, the team to beat. You know, Philly's always going to be strong, but it'll be interesting to see what life without Donovan is like. Uh, you know, will Eli Manning come back and have a, a rebound year from last year? Yeah, time will tell. Uh, I, I still think Washington's going to be struggling this year. I think they're going to have to to find their way, so to speak. I'm kind of uh, with you on that, Brent, because, you know, I've always been a Philly fan. I was yeah, diehard yeah. Philly when I was there, you know. And, but I kind of didn't like what Philly did with Donovan. I think, you know, that kind of – gonna hurt them you know maybe not in the long run 
but maybe a year or two right now, you know, I think it's going to have to hurt them. So I'm kind of like you say, Washington, I think they're going to win more games now that they should have won last year, maybe three or four games that they was, you know, they had a better quarterback decision, you know, that made they would have won. So I think Washington come out. I, I agree with you, Dallas. I love Dallas. You know, Dallas been quiet, you know, all off season. They had no distracting stuff with this one. But I think Dallas, the team, is gonna gonna come out there and uh, they're gonna be great. Um, Washington, um, you know, over the other thing, I kind of like the Bears. You know, I know. I, I know who you like, but you want to go ahead and tell. Well, I, like I said, I, I like Minnesota, but I uh, I think Green Bay is a good team, and I think uh, uh, you know you 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 mentioned Brett Favre is getting up there. His skills are going to have to deteriorate one of these years. Is this going to be the year that it happens? We'll have to wait and see. But uh, I think that Aaron Rodgers is just a is a is a heck of a quarterback. I think uh, uh, you know Green Bay and and letting go of Brett Favre. Uh, in hindsight, it looks like they knew what they were doing. They, they got a great quarterback in Aaron Rodgers, and I think the NFC North uh, uh, is definitely going to be more competitive this year. You know, D- Detroit's still going to be the bottom feeder, but they have improved their team, I think, dramatically. They've added, uh, you know, Matthew Stafford is a, is a good young quarterback. I think he uh, he will definitely show some improvement uh, this year. Uh, they got uh, Suh from Nebraska, who is going to be a stud on that line. They've added uh, Javad Best from uh, the University of California, the running back. And uh, um, getting, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm losing my train of thought here on the guy from Tennessee, the uh, Vandenbosch, who they brought in as well, too. So, uh, you know, is Detroit going to win eight games? Absolutely not. But they're going to win maybe five games this year? Yeah, I think they possibly could. But uh, I think a lot hinges on whether Brett Favre comes back and, and how good of a start Minnesota gets off to. How do you look at New Orleans this year, Brent? I mean, I think New Orleans, I think last year they kind of escaped, you know, that Minnesota game. So I, I kind of think they can be beat, you know, and I think teams going to figure that out this year, and I don't think they're going to they're going to still win maybe ten, but I don't think they're going to be as great as they were last year because teams were kind of off, you know, they took them off guard, you know, last year. Yeah, and so. it's you know it's tough to repeat in the NFL, absolutely. I think you know New Orleans is obviously going to be a good team, but I think you know if you're looking for something to. Uh, uh, some competition in the NFC South. I think you know Atlanta is a good, young, and up-and-coming team. That Matt Ryan, this will be his what third year. Yeah. Uh, he's 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 shown some poise in that pocket, and I think he's definitely got some leadership qualities that uh, uh, that. That, that say a lot and speak a lot for that team and that organization. But um, when it's all said and done, I think New Orleans is still going to end up winning that division. And here we are in Arizona, in that division, who you see. You know, I, 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 I never thought Arizona, when they went to the Super Bowl, they got, you know, I look at the NFL, whoever hot the last part of the season, that's who's going to go Super Bowl. Whoever's clicking at that time, it ain't got to be the best team, but whoever's clicking, and, and that's who – that's what Arizona did that year. But, you know, Arizona got a new quarterback and, you know, San Francisco in that division. They got, you know. Yeah, and I think uh, I think at the end of the season we'll see San Francisco on top of that division. I think uh, Arizona will still be an okay team. I think, uh, you know, Matt Leinard, he, he needs to step up to the plate this year and he needs to, to show that he belongs in this league. And I think, uh, I think he will, but – um, I think that division is definitely a little bit tougher now. I think Seattle and Pete Carroll say what you want about him. Um, I think he'll bring some uh, some legitimacy to that organization. Uh, and I think uh, San Francisco um, is is definitely a team on the rise as well, too. I think San Francisco is going to come out of the NFC West. Now we're going to go over to the AFC, you know, and um, everybody Jets. You know, Jets did it last year, that great defense. Now they're building up their offense. They, they brought in 
um, Porter, right? They brought in um, Damien, you know. I just, you know, they're going to be great still. I think, uh, you know. Kind of like the New Orleans scenario you talked about earlier. I think teams, uh, they're not going to be a surprise anymore. Teams are going to give them their best shot, you know, week in and week out. And, uh, you know, say what you want about Bill Belichick and and the Patriots, but uh, that team shows up, it seems to play every single week, every single year. And, you know, in in my opinion, experience does matter. And I think uh, it's going to be a dogfight, but... uh, uh, I, I think the Jets might actually go ahead and win that division, but I think it's going to go either way between the Jets and the Patriots. No, I kind of like Baltimore, you know, and I like what they did where they got Antoine Bolden, you know, because I kind of think it's their offense. The defense, you know, they get a little older, Ray Lewis getting a little older, and people starting, like you say, starting to know where to hit him at, and know how to get around Ray. But there's some like when they got that other thing with uh, Antoine, I think that's going to step them up, like at least win one or two more games. I think it's only going to improve uh, Joe Flacco as a quarterback. You got, uh, you know, a fantastic running game with uh, um, McGahee, and you got. Uh, um Rice, right? Ray Rice. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and, you know, Baltimore's defense is always good. Uh, Cincinnati, I think, I still think they're going to have a good year. Uh, do I think they're going to go 6-0 and in their division? No, I do not. I think last year was a little bit of a fluke. So, Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. You know, and Cincinnati, I'm not saying they are going to win games that come up in there. You know, Indy, they're always going to be there, always. And, and you know, like I say, I think I'd like San Diego if you like them. I think they're – yeah, I think so. I agree. I like Indianapolis in the south. I like San Diego in the west. And, and I think when push comes to shove, we're going to probably see something like a Dallas-Baltimore uh, Super Bowl. Yeah, you know, and, and, and like I say, it all looks good on paper. But until, like say, injuries can come up and it all, you know, something can happen like Peyton get hurt or something, then it all knocks that down. We can sit here and talk about <laughs> it all day, but until they start playing that game, we don't know nothing until it starts uh, starts to happen. Well, you know, I just hope, like you say, you know, it's going to be a great season for the NFL, and I'm looking forward to, like, every week, you know, just talking about different things. So it's, 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 it's going to be something. A lot of players went to different teams, so it's going to be more interesting this year. Who's your Super Bowl winner, James? You know I got uh, Washington. You got Washington? Washington. I'm a Donovan fan. Who's oh, your? Washington be sitting on the sidelines. They ain't even going to be scratching into into January. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say Dallas. Dallas is going to get back to the Super Bowl and, and, and win it in their home stadium this year. Well, you know I can't say Dallas for Michelle. You know, will be like all over that if I say Dallas. So I got to go against her. It pains me to say Dallas. <laughs> it absolutely pains me. But I think Dallas uh, is, like you said, though, they gotta they got to – uh, remain injury free. Tony Romo's going to have to have a good year. That team's going to have to gel, and I think uh, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. This is Jay Love and host of Love and That Sports. So I would just like to thank Brent, my guest today, for coming in. James, thanks for having um, me. In. Love to have you back in the studio, Brent, and uh, it's just to talk sports. I know we do it outside of the stu- studio, and you know, absolutely, James. I appreciate you having me on. And you know, Brent, Brent's a great guy. He's been in Arizona for uh, five years now. Yeah. It's uh, it's nice hot weather, and we 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 have a good time when we're when we're from this place. So I hear that music. So I just like to thank everybody for tuning in. James loving loving that sports talk, and I'll be back next week, same time, same place.
That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.